Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking to Disney bride Haley Whiting about her wedding and reception pre-COVID at Paddlefish. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about how she chose this location and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Haley. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I would love to know how you guys decided to travel all the way from Australia to Orlando to have your wedding and how you chose Paddlefish. Well, for us, if you can't tell by my accent already, I am from Australia, but my husband is American. So he grew up here in Australia, so spent the last 18 years here, but all of his friends and family are back in the US. Although we do have a big group of friends here in Australia, it made it quite difficult for us initially to decide where we wanted to get married, because if we got married here, we ruled out a lot of our guest count in the US, and if we got married in the US, we did the same thing for our Australian guests. But thankfully, our Australian friends and family are very, very adventurous. So when we said we were getting married at Disney World, uh, most people jumped at the opportunity for a holiday. My sister's also a cast member who lives and works in Orlando. So it sort of made it a no-brainer for us to get married over in Orlando. That's great. And how did you choose Paddlefish? Did you look at Disney's fairy tale weddings or did you always know you wanted Paddlefish? We did. We initially were looking at Disney fairy tale weddings, but when we were looking at some of the options, the first thing that we were struck with was the price tag on Disney weddings. They are quite a bit more expensive than what you would do off property most of the time. And we knew that we wanted quite a large guest count. So we were looking initially at between 60 and 90 guests, which for a wedding through Disney fairy tale weddings can quickly add up and blow out our budget. Also with Disney fairy tale weddings, we started noticing through listening to your podcast and having a look at some of the Dis Brides groups on Facebook that it was quite limited in some locations on what sort of decor you can have and what sort of entertainment you can have. And we didn't want any restrictions. We wanted a sort of a blank canvas that we could work with to create the vision that we wanted for our day. So thankfully I picked up your book, Carrie, and <laughs> had a look at some of the other wedding options and Paddlefish was the one that struck me immediately. I had been to Disney Springs before and remembered that paddle boat and it's just beautiful up on that top deck. So then we started looking into Paddlefish and it just fit us perfectly. That's wonderful. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your event? We ended up picking a Friday and the reason behind that was because we wanted to be able to celebrate the entire weekend with our guests. So with a lot of our guests from the US, with annual leave being quite limited, it's a lot more limited than it is here in Australia. So we knew that they would probably only be able to have the weekend with us and a lot of them had families that they were bringing down as well. We had a lot of kids at our wedding. So having that entire weekend for them to also be able to enjoy 
the Disney property with their family was really important for us. So having a Friday 4pm wedding meant that we could all get together that afternoon. It even meant people could work half a day on Friday if they really needed to, to be able to then get down to Disney and enjoy our wedding. But it also meant that we were able to capture an amazing sunset over the paddlefish boat and over the lakes area around Disney Springs. Oh, that's a good point. So it sounds like your friends and family were not too surprised when you said that you were going to be getting married at Disney. How about your husband's friends and family? They might have been a little bit more surprised, but it was a great location for everyone. We had such a mix in our guest list. We had a lot of single friends. We had a lot of young families, families with older kids. We just had such a big mix that the beauty of having a wedding on Disney property is that there is something for absolutely everyone. So when we did say we were having it down there, they were quite excited by the prospect of being able to get away for the weekend. That's great. So you talked about how you were planning to have a pretty large guest list. How many were able to make that trip? So in the end, we invited about 90 people and 64 ended up coming over or traveling for the event. So we only, the only two people who didn't travel for our wedding were my sister and her husband. (laughs) So of that 62 people traveled for our wedding and an additional 15 kids. So we had... 64 guests, 62 of which traveled with an additional 15 kids. (laughs) Got it. Okay. Now, did you use a local wedding coordinator to do the ceremony and reception at Paddlefish? I did, and it was probably one of the best decisions I made. So I went through a local wedding planner called Amanda Barrero from For the Love of Events. I found Amanda through Paddlefish, so I reached out to their wedding coordinator, Kate, at um, the Paddlefish restaurant, and she came back with a, a list of recommended vendors who she regularly uses and who know the venue very well. So of them was just Mary, who I know a lot of Paddlefish brides do go through, and the other one was Amanda. And I instantly connected with Amanda when I reached out to her. She was friendly, down to earth, very passionate about making our wedding, what it was on the day. And from our first meeting, I knew that I wanted her planning our wedding. Got it. So then how did you choose your vendors for photography, decor, floral, all that stuff? The beauty of hiring an experienced local wedding vendor who knows the venue and knows the area was that she comes with a list of amazing, qualified and extremely professional vendors. So most of my wedding vendors did come from a list that she recommended, but also through the Diz Brides page. So I did get things like a photo booth, a magic mirror photo booth, and all of those recommendations came through the Diz Bride Facebook group. That's great. So some of my vendors include Casey Marie Photography. She was absolutely amazing on the day. I could not recommend her any more highly. She was professional. She was very lighthearted. My husband and I are not two people who are comfortable in front of the camera. (laughs) But if you have a look at our photos, you would not be able to tell. It was all so natural. She made us feel so comfortable and at home. And we just loved her and her personality and everything about her. Another vendor we went through was Polk Brothers for our videography. They came recommended 
by a bride on the Dis Brides page. And I think you've done an interview with her as well. Yes. And they were just amazing. On the day, we didn't even notice they were there, <laughs> which I guess is the beauty of having a good videographer is that you don't notice they're there. They're in the background constantly videoing and the video we received at the end is absolutely gorgeous. Things like entertainment, we had a vendor called Jeff Scott. He is a DJ, MC and acoustic guitarist. So we were able to get all of that in the one package. We didn't have to worry about hiring musicians, hiring a DJ and hiring an MC. He was all in one package. Hmm. Florence and Decor, we went through Decor, we went through a company called Ocean Hawks Rentals. They were just incredible as well, knew the venue and had done events at Paddlefish, so knew what sort of decor would have gone with the interior of that venue. And so for Floral, we went through Le Fleur Atelier by I Do Events, and they were amazing as well. The florals on the day were exactly what I pictured. That's great. How did you communicate that with them? Because I know it's hard enough when you're in the same country and you're trying to get them to create something that looks like you imagine. But when you're even farther away, it's not like you can, you know, see a mock-up or something. Yeah, that was one of the reasons we did choose to go with a wedding planner. And all of this was through Amanda. At our first meeting, I started with a blank canvas and sort of had a colour scheme in mind that I liked and I sent it through to her and with that she pretty much knew exactly what I wanted so I sent through a couple of photos from Pinterest and on the day I was a little bit nervous because as you said I had never seen anything in person I had never actually been into the paddlefish venue so I'd seen it from the outside but I'd never actually been inside so I hadn't met my wedding planner, hadn't met any of my vendors and showed up on the day and everything was exactly what I pictured. So I did put a lot of trust and faith in my wedding planner, but I think you really do have to give them that trust in order for them to make these things happen. That's really true. Yeah. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you would recommend? Definitely. <laughs> so my <laughs> husband and I love food. We are foodies, I guess you can say. And one of the best things about Paddlefish and one thing we didn't realize when we booked is that with the set or the sit down menu, it's not an alternate drop. It's an a la carte menu. So on the night you uh, get seated and then someone comes around and takes everyone's order from a list of two or three options. I think we had on our menu, two or three options. Yeah. We had a chicken, a fish and a filet that people could choose from on the day. So you're not worried about people getting something they don't want. So all of those were amazing. I had the mahi-mahi. That was absolutely delicious. My husband had the filet. We get a lot of compliments about the food that we had on the day. But one of my favorite menu items was during cocktail hour. So we had cocktail hour on the back of the boat, so in the lounge deck area. And we had a lobster guacamole live chef station. And that was just incredible. We get a lot of rave reviews from our guests for that and it was just delightful the food was incredible I can't recommend paddlefish more for their food that's fantastic where did you get your cake I got my cake from a local baker by the name of Morgan Hunter Desserts she again came recommended by Amanda and was on her recommended vendor list and she was amazing so she did our cake and our favors so we actually had cookie name 
cards for our guests as their favours. And our cake was quite simple. We had flowers on our cake from our florist and the flavours were red velvet. And from your podcast, I've heard so many brides rave about the churro flavour. Now, I had never tried it, but as someone who loves churro, I could not pass at the opportunity to have a churro-flavoured wedding cake. Um, I mentioned this to Morgan and she created it. Yeah, it was just delicious. I wish that I could take more of that cake home with me. (laughs) So can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran? Yeah, so we had a 4pm ceremony and a 5.30pm reception. So our day started at about 9am with our hair and makeup uh, coming to Riviera. That's where my bridesmaids and I stayed for the night. So not too early, thankfully. I'm not an early morning person, so 9am was just early enough for me. (laughs) Our photographer and videographer arrived at about 1pm to start doing getting ready photos. And then we did a first look and our photos at Port Orleans Riverside at 2.30. Oh, that's interesting. How did you choose Port Orleans Riverside for your first look? I have always had a fascination with New Orleans. (laughs) I've never been. (laughs) So we picked Port Orleans Riverside because I've always loved the look of that Port Orleans architecture and the water there is just gorgeous. I love the riverboats that go up and down. It's also a very convenient location for where we got married at Disney Springs in that we initially thought that the boys would just get on the boat and get to Disney Springs from Port Orleans Riverside directly. Just the buildings there and the gardens are so perfectly manicured and those big, beautiful trees that sit on the water were just the perfect location for us for photos. I'm quite a nature buff, so having garden photos was quite important for me. And my husband actually got ready in the royal room, (laughs) which was also something on the bucket list. I wanted photos that incorporated that room. Uh, We did our first look at Port Orleans Riverside and most of our wedding photos before the wedding. So with a paddlefish wedding, you are quite um, one of the restraints or constrictions that we found was that you're quite limited for time. So The whole time you've got the venue, the clock is on pretty much when it comes to pricing. So we didn't want to leave the venue and leave our friends and family to have photos after our ceremony. So that's why we did a first look in most of our portraits before the wedding. It was really handy. That was probably one of the best tips that I have is to try and get all your photos over and done with before the ceremony. Um, The day we got married also was very windy. So By the time the ceremony was over, my hair was quite a mess. So I was also quite thankful that we got all of our photos done beforehand. (laughs) So after that, we had a 4 p.m. ceremony and it was quite a short ceremony. We were all over and done with by about 20 past four. And then all of our guests moved around to the back of the deck and enjoyed cocktail hour. Uh, Our reception started at 5.30 and went on until about 10 p.m. Got it. Oh, and did you do dancing? Oh, so you did say you had a DJ. So how do they yeah. do that? Is there enough room for dancing? For We had it out on the deck. So thankfully, it was a beautiful night. It was quite chilly being in February, but we had our dance floor out on the bow. So we opened the big doors that open out from 
the bow seating area where we had our meal and then the guests could funnel out onto the deck where we had some standing tables and we also had a bar set out on the deck so it was easy for our friends and family to get drinks outside. That's great. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? For us, it was guest experience. This was probably one of the only times that we would get the mix of people together that we had at our wedding. With so many of our friends and family from across the globe, it was really important that everyone had a good time, especially seeing as so many people did put out a very big investment time and money-wise to make it to our wedding. So we wanted to make it as enjoyable as possible. Uh, So some of the things that we invested in were having a pre and post wedding event. So we had welcome drinks the night before our wedding at Wine Bar George in Disney Springs. And we hosted that for our friends and family. And then post wedding, we did a drink around the world event at Epcot the day after the wedding. Uh, Another thing was entertainment. So having that DJ and acoustic guitarist, Jeff Scott, was really important for us. But having things like the photo booth, we had games that were rented through Ocean Hawks Rentals as well out on the deck so people could have fun. Um, We also, one thing we invested money in that looking back on and was very important for us at the time was childcare. So with Paddlefish, it is quite limited in that inside space to 70 guests. And with kids, we would have been over that. So one thing that we invested in for guest experience was having childcare sitters at the event. So one thing with Paddlefish is that internal space for sitting down for dinner is quite limited. So it's limited to 70 guests. So one thing we did was actually hire the room adjacent to where you sit down for dinner and had Toodles event sitters come in for the duration of our reception. And that meant that the parents could sit down, have a seated meal while the kids had a meal next door with some qualified, amazing sitters that came in for the evening, brought things like a, it was like a sit on roller coaster for the kids. They had activities, they had arts and crafts, they had a dance party, they had hula hoops, you name it. It was like heaven. The adults kept walking past, looking and going, I wish I was in there with the kids because they look like they're having so much fun. (laughs) But it meant that the parents could have a good time without having to worry about hiring a babysitter they may not know, um, not having kids close by. Often when parents go to a wedding, they can be quite stressed not knowing how the kids are on the night. But it meant that they were so close that the parents could pop in at any time, check on the kids and then come back to the wedding and enjoy the festivities. That's a great idea. So then what aspects were less important where you saved your money or your effort? The less important for us was transportation, for one. So Paddlefish isn't a venue that you can drive up to the door of. So for us, having a fancy car was not important at all. We actually completely forgot about it. It was one of those details that completely slipped our mind. So we just figured we'd get in an Uber on the day. (laughs) Um... (laughs) But our photographer was amazing and she just loaded us in her car and drove us around to different photo spots and to the venue. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, she was incredible. I can't, as I said, I can't recommend Casey Hire. She was just so flexible on the day, so relaxed and helped us out massively by giving us the lift around the Disney property. (laughs) Um, Another factor that wasn't so important for us was stationery. 
we didn't invest a lot in our invitations. I got my Save the Dates and invites on Etsy in a digital print and printed them myself and sent them out. We did most of our communication to our guests online through email and Facebook and that was the easiest way for us. Being so far away and with posts being so slow, it was the easiest way for us to give live information to our guests as it happened. The other thing we didn't really invest in was going over the top on decor and florals and all of those little details. With the venue being so beautiful and us wanting people to move outside and enjoy the sunset and time out on the deck, we had very minimal decor and it wasn't something people missed. For us, it just wasn't important. For some venues that might be completely blank, I can see those details being quite important, but for paddlefish, you really don't need to invest a lot in decor. Got it. Okay. So what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? Obviously getting married to my husband. <laughs> that was pretty memorable. <laughs> but just sharing memories with our family and friends that we most likely will never get together in the same place again. So we had people from Panama, Singapore, all through the US from the west coast of Australia. So to put that into perspective, they had to fly from a small town in the northwest of Western Australia to Perth, to Sydney, to LA, to Orlando. Wow. (laughs) So it took about 36 hours. I think it took uh, our longest guest. We actually calculated the distance it took for all of our guests to get there. And my husband said it's about two and a half laps of the moon from Earth. We calculated every guest getting to and from our wedding. Wow. So, yeah, just having all of those people in the same place. But it's a bit weird. We have a thing here in Australia. I don't know if you know the song Nutbush City Limits by Tina Turner. It's a dance that's taught in school here. It's like, a, I guess, the US version of the cha-cha slide. Everyone knows the dance. A bit like the Macarena. There's a (laughs) few actions that everyone does and it's very Australian. I don't know why we picked Nutbush City Limits because Tina Turner is not Australian. <laughs> Most people in the US know the song but have no idea what we're doing. But we all started doing this dance, us Aussies, <laughs> and it was amazing that all of the Americans and all the other people from around the world joined in. And that was probably one of my favourite memories is that we're all together on the dance floor, all teaching each other this dance and just having an amazing time. <laughs> That's wonderful. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Not that I noticed. So I learned at a later date there was some miscommunication about some of our florals. But that is, again, one of the beauties of having a local wedding planner is that Amanda on the day just dealt with everything and I didn't even notice if anything did go wrong. The other thing was the weather for us. Again, we chose February knowing that it was going to be cooler but we didn't realize how cold it would actually be on the day. I can't remember exactly, but I was very thankful that I had a shawl ready for the evening. It was quite chilly. And we actually had a fireworks cruise booked the night before our wedding after our welcome drinks for the girls and I, so my bridesmaids and a few other female members of my family. And unfortunately it was too windy to actually go out into the water. So that was canceled. Hmm. But otherwise, everything else went off without a hitch. That's wonderful. Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then it turned out not to be? 
Yeah, I can be a little bit of a stress head. And I think that was one of the biggest challenges getting married abroad at a venue I had no idea about. (laughs) Um, So one of my biggest stresses was guest entertainment. Again, having guests from all different backgrounds and all different walks of life, we were a bit worried that they'd be bored or that things wouldn't gel. But it was something I really didn't have to stress about, having so many down-to-earth friends and people having travelled. Everyone was already jovial about being there. I don't think anyone can be sad at Disney. (laughs) So I think it was something I stressed about too much that I really didn't have to. And I think having an open bar kind of helped as well. (laughs) smooths over anything (laughs) it smooths over any bumps (laughs) is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now I was actually talking to my husband about this beforehand and we couldn't think of anything that we would change about the day besides (laughs) the stress levels I wish I hadn't stressed so much I, I didn't have to but If I could change it, that would be the one thing that I change is to just try and relax and trust the process and enjoy the planning process a little bit more. That's great advice. Do you have any other tips or advice for couples, maybe those who are looking for an alternative to Disney? Yeah, when my husband and I were first exploring options of getting married at Disney World, I was quite disappointed initially that we wouldn't be able to do what I perceived the Disney wedding. So booking through Disney fairy tale weddings and doing the on property wedding that so many people enjoy and are able to do. But I really, you don't have to get married through Disney fairy tale weddings to have a Disney wedding. And I learned that very quickly going through Paddlefish. If anyone has been to Disney Springs, you know that it's magical as well. And I'll actually send through a photo, Carrie, of the sunset that we experienced from the deck and it was just like it had had pixie dust sprinkled all over it. (laughs) Um, We also stayed on Disney property, so that was magical. All of our photos were taken on property, on Disney property, so it was a Disney wedding, um, but we just didn't have the Disney fairytale weddings price tag. Another tip that I have is to get a wedding planner. For us, having a destination wedding, having or not being able to go and actually research any vendors in the area, having Amanda by our side through the entire planning process was invaluable. She works with these vendors every day. She does this for a living. She knows the venue in and out. She can at the drop of a hat go and see florals and take photos or find linens and send things through to me. And that was such an invaluable um, asset to have on the day, having someone there who understood our vision, understood the venue and knew all of our wedding vendors was so important in making the entire day seamless. Got it. That's great advice. Well, Haley, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in having their wedding or vow renewal at Paddlefish. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you for having me. I've had a great time. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, disneyweddingpodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's fairy tale Weddings questions, 
check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>